This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is Saying the L Word. Yes. Love, love, love. Not lesbian. Nope. A different L word. Yeah. Uh, universal L word. (laughs) Love. Love is love is love. Uh, Also in the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, why one girl's breakup ruined her love of Harry Potter, and why a 107-year-old woman thinks staying single is the key to longevity. Then Hmm. we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including two listeners struggling over how to have that conversation about the L word and saying I love you, which inspired this week's theme. But before we get into all of that, Angela, just you and I this week, what is going on in your week? Um, So I have to talk about Fleabag. Have you watched Fleabag? Oh my God. It is on my list. I actually have the season downloaded and we just, by the time we get the baby to sleep, like TV has like gotten, you know, I get it. It's it's not your number one priority. No, no. It's too but, bad that TV isn't your number one priority over your baby. But <laughs> I want to see it so bad. The good news is it's super digestible. Each episode is like 20 minutes. Long, All right. So I can do can, that. Uh, the second season is, uh, they're both amazing, but the second season is like what I just finished. And I am shook, as the kids say. God, shook. I, sh- I should have watched this in the hospital. I had a lot of time, but like. I honestly couldn't process any information. I could barely process <laughs> yeah. the hospital channel that had like dogs and kittens and like little tiny ducks set to classical music. And I was like, this is too hard to concentrate <laughs> on this. I'm on a lot of medication this right now. This is too complicated. I can't follow. <laughs> uh, so why are you shook from Fleabag? Well, for so many reasons, mostly because the hot priest, I don't know if you've heard about the hot priest, but she falls in love with the hot priest and he's so hot and I love him so much. Tell Tell people, give people... That have not seen Fleabag, the quick, you know. Okay. Pss, what is Fleabag? The TLDR, Too Long Didn't Read version, yeah. is that uh, it's written by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who is this like genius British actress slash writer. And it's about this young woman who is kind of like a hot mess. Her Her best friend recently died. Her mom died not long ago. And she's kind of like dealing with it by sleeping with a lot of people and it's like her journey to like figuring out like how to how to like regain her confidence is it based on her life story not really i don't think it's that autobiographical but all right and where where do you watch this on amazon prime okay okay um and she like breaks the fourth wall that's the whole shtick of it and she talks to the audience and she kind of makes you feel like you're her friend a little bit and so it's like it's just like great sense of humor and it's like so great seeing dating written from the perspective of a woman and like a, a woman that's our age and like gets it and that's why I love I mean aside from the fact that the the love interest in the second season is a Catholic priest that is not exactly the ideal man but I do feel like she captured like what is attractive to women in a way that like male writers cannot I mean I get why you like that storyline because there was a priest that you knew from your church that used to listen to our podcast who who I'm convinced had a major crush on Angela but he was fucking disgusting and I am not attracted to him at all (laughs) like a lot of people so like there's been like but he was young he was just nasty he did have that going for yes he was young but young and nasty barf in my mouth do you think Um, he still listens to the podcast and can you imagine if you 
if you listen to the podcast and someone describes you as young and nasty, I feel really <laughs> bad. If I feel actually kind of bad about that. Was um, he? Was he like not po- a good his person? His politics were terrible. Okay, that's what. That's the nastiness. There you go. Oh yeah, I mean he's the kind of he had the kind of face that if he had a good personality, it could have worked. It could have worked. But he had a poo-poo personality. Uh, but and that's why like people like there's all this discourse around the show, and people are like, oh, like women are really into it because they're like turned on by like the priest narrative. Because there's like a scene where she's like in the confession booth and like I don't want to spoil anything, but something happens between them. Oh and I was God. like, no. I has my like sexual attraction to the hot priest on Fleabag has nothing to do with him actually being a priest. It's more that she's like written, like he's just like he's so perfect. He gets her. He like isn't like a white knight sort of thing like i feel like a lot of the time like they'll they'll write on tv shows like just like this perfect guy who's like super romantic and like says the right thing all the time but he's like flawed too and he just like he like have they paid you i feel like i feel like we we talk about things we watch but i don't know if we've like ever endorsed a tv show this much as much as i know but everybody i know that has watched fleabag is obsessed with it Yes, and it it is relevant to the show because it's like all about dating and and also relevant because like I'm super horny for the hot priest and if I was single, I mean the actor that plays him is gay, so I have no chance with him, but if if things were different, I would perhaps take a trip to England and find him. You have this thing where you get major crushes on famous people. I do. Who was that dancing with the stars guy that you're obsessed with and then you tweeted at him? Don't was think it there dancing? Was it dancing with the stars guy? Because I do have some pride, and there's no one not okay, maybe with the it stars wasn't that I'm attracted to. Wait, no, there but was I a am guy. 12 years old. And okay, I, who's the last male celebrity that you like tweeted at? There, oh, the deaf actor. Yes. <laughs> there's an actor from the TV show Fargo who oh. also has a bun- done a bunch of theater that I've gone to see. And was I'm, he ever on Dancing with the Stars? No. Oh, okay. But <laughs> it would be, oh, but there it, there was a deaf guy that was on Dancing with the Stars who was also very attractive, just not my. Uh, I didn't pursue him the way I pursued <laughs> this guy. But yeah, I'm 12 years old. I've always, ever since I was young, I've gotten like obsessed with actors. Back in the day when there were like uh, uh, websites, I forget what they were called, but like when like someone like me could like make a fan site for an actor and then there were like message boards that you would like talk with other like horny 12 year olds about like certain actors. Like I was all about that life did that all the time i wrote a lot of letters to jonathan taylor thomas oh so i can relate okay good you're just not doing that anymore no <laughs> so you you're just emotional over fleabag right now I'm that's just pretty much what's going on and in i want life. everyone to watch it i want you to watch it um i feel like it just captures like everything so well it captures like how i feel about dating and okay men. that's what's on your mind yeah so. i love it so what about you? What's going on in your week? Oh, well, I'm still kind of recovering. I forget exactly what I told you last week, but every time I think I'm like on the men with this health journey, I've taken like a couple steps back. Oh no. So, but but now I think I'm actually seeing like light at the end of the tunnel. I have my IVs out. Congrats. So for those that didn't listen or miss last week's episode, I'll give you like a really quick recap. Like almost a month ago now, which is crazy how long this has been going on. I went to the ER with appendicitis. Well, I had gone to urgent care who thought I had appendicitis, who sent me to the ER and said, I I hope I'm wrong. I think you have appendicitis. That ER told me that I did not have appendicitis and missed it on the scan. And and spoiler alert. Yeah. Told me that it was totally clear. Spoiler alert, I I did have appendicitis. They were wrong, told me nothing was wrong with me, sent me home in excruciating pain. They made a mistake that could have been fatal. And I spent, and I've now spent the last, you know, three, 
plus weeks fighting a very scary infection that brewed in my body because my appendix ruptured. Which is especially scary because you have like a little baby. Yep. You are trying to take care of the little baby. Yep. <laughs> well, it was very hard. Breastfeeding, spent the first time away from him. I, I went, finally, you know, finally got diagnosed, thank God, was like in and out of the hospital, like spent another night in the ER, then came home, started like deteriorating, had to return to the hospital. I think I stayed there for like five or six nights. I was on IV antibiotics. Then um, then they found out like, you know, the infection was, was, I guess, worse. It had like built itself into like this little pocket that they couldn't drain because it was really deep inside me. Anyways, needless to say, they sent me home with something I didn't even know you could do, but they sent me with a with an IV in my arm, something called a midline. And they had like a nurse come teach me how to give myself IV antibiotics. Which is scary. I wouldn't trust myself. I did not trust myself. I made Nick uh, like record on his camera like the, that's actually really smart like a video of the nurse showing us how to do it and like for the first week I wouldn't do it unless I was following along with the video and then finally I like kind of got the hang of it but it was really scary I had a lot of issues like my midline was leaking and then it was like there was like blood going everywhere and like it was like leaking out while I was doing it it was like quite traumatizing and meanwhile I'm getting like multiple tests at this point I've had like five cat scans it's just been a total health nightmare which would have been like a two-day thing had I Sorry. had they caught it in time but um so it's been a lot and it hasn't just been hard on me it's been hard on Nick too you know he's had to, he's had to like take time away from the studio which which he hates because he's like finally getting in the zone with with painting but you know his wife is fighting this like life-threatening infection now now I'm like on you know my IVs came out a few days ago and I have like surgery scheduled do you know what day they scheduled surgery for I do because you text oh me. I texted you already but tell tell our listeners uh, my birthday to just put the cherry on top of this yeah, cake. I'm getting great. surgery on my birthday, but they couldn't do surgery any sooner because it was too dangerous or it would have caused more damage because it's like there was a lot of inflammation and right. to do surgery during the infection would have just been a lot more complicated. So anyways, how this all relates to like Nick and I is we have very different approaches. Uh, you know, I've seen like my sister go through a lot of health stuff mm -hmm. and my mom always says like whenever you're in the hospital, you need somebody there to be an advocate. And I've always been taught like you need to be an advocate for yourself. And I really was trying and thinking that I was doing the best job I could to ask questions and like take notes and write down questions and ask things. But Nick kind of takes the opposite approach. Like if a doctor says something, when we take Rilo in for an appointment, for example, he's like, for the most part, like whatever the doctor says, that is like you know, God on like a 10 commandment. And like, I am definitely like Nick in that sense. Really? I wish I wasn't, but I just don't feel like I am knowledgeable enough about these things. Me neither. You but, know? But, but I also know that like doctors can be flawed and they can right, also they're say, human. and they can also say conflicting things yes. a lot. I'm, I'm surprised you are that way, even after all of your health stuff where doctors were kind of like, well, I mean, maybe I, I would solve my health stuff if I was more like you and like questioning. And I advocating. definitely, I think I, I, maybe it's Nick and I's upbringing that we just don't question authority. We're like, okay. Yeah. I think it might say. be, it might be kind of like that. And so it was kind of like causing a little bit of tension where he made some kind of comment to me like, like, you know, you're complaining about everyone. And I was like, wait, are you referring to like the doctors that, and, and he was like, no, no, no. He's like, you know, but this has been hard on me too. And I was like, hard on, and it has been hard on him. Like now I can say that, but of at course, the time I was like, hard to hear. I was like <laughs> hard on you who has been dealing with like all of the phone calls, who's been 
poked a million times, who has bruises all over their arms from different IVs, who was in the hospital, like feeling like they were going to die. I I mean, so we got in like a big fight over that. And I was like, oh my God, this is not, I don't, I don't want to be in a fight with right. Nick when I'm sick. And at that point I still had my IV in and I just felt like very fragile and like broken. And like, you know, there's like, I, I hate needles. I hate blood. Yeah, like, I hate like blood. Having, the older I get, I, I, when I have to give blood, I feel like I'm going to faint. Oh my God, for sure. I mean, when I had Rilo, like one of the first things was, I was like, I was like, do I really have to have this IV in like during, like during the birth? I'm like, can they, how soon can it come out? So to have an IV in my arm for over 20 days is truly my worst nightmare. Yeah. And they also can never get the IV in my arm because I guess I have like very hidden, small, sometimes they're collapsed veins, I guess. Oh, they, is, I've been told. So they have to use an ultrasound a lot of the time or this machine called a vein finder. Anyways, it's I've been through hell. So when he was like, it's been hard on me too, like not being able to like work in the studio. I was like... Your head exploded. I was like, <laughs> come the fuck again? <laughs> come again? Yeah, I, I, could, I could see myself having a, a similar reaction. I mean, what would you have said? I think probably exactly what you did. I would be like... Well, Excuse me, and then I would have I was like, listed I've, all the things that have happened to my body in the last I was whatever. Like, I month. have not been able to work in like a month. Like you know, like doing the podcast last week was like a struggle energy wise. Yeah, you know, and uh, and I was like, what, what, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> um, but of course, logically, I now you know, once time passed, I'd be like, oh yeah, like I get that it would affect my partner, but. Yeah. yeah. I Upon think it was, initial hearing, I would definitely flip the fuck out. I flipped the fuck out. <laughs> we got in a huge fight. And and I think you know, and then later that night he came home and was like, I just want to apologize. I'm so sorry for what I said. Like, you know, this is on honestly all this medical stuff has been a wake up call that for me in terms of, you know, I, I forget exactly how he said it, but like not taking everything like face value f- mm-hmm. from like from doctors and, you know questioning things and like it is definitely something you have to learn yeah because he's like i've i've now firsthand seen how one person tells you something and another person tells you another thing or they say like a scan is completely clear and like and then and then somebody else that's more skilled is like no look you know uh it's right here and they you know they missed it so so he's seen it now firsthand that you can't take everything face value and like, it's not a perfect science and you do have to be an advocate for yourself. And then, you know, he was like, I I know it's been so hard on you. I should have like never complained. But then, you know, I was able to be like, no, it has been hard. Like, you know, taking care of Rilo those days when I was in the hospital, like that, that's hard. That's a lot on one person. And, and it has, I'm sure it's scary for him too. Like that you, you could have, died like it was very serious so like i'm sure like emotionally that's the first through it that's like the scary thing is like the first thing when you google like burst appendicitis it's like can be fatal like that so like my parents are obviously freaking the f out because that's like the one thing people know about appendicitis is like if you don't catch it it like can be fatal and um so so yeah so now i can recognize that it must have been really scary for him and he said multiple times like i want to help more but i feel really helpless so in the end you know, he apologized and I think we grew closer and maybe, you know, we're going to like approach things a little different. 
differently when it comes to I don't know any medical stuff and I hope yeah. it just you know this whole thing brought us closer but and I'm sure moving forward you will appreciate when you do have good health because oh most people God. are like privileged and lucky enough to to hopefully not experience something like this at least so young for sure you know like you like we all feel like kind of infallible is that the word yeah. until like something like this happens and like, oh damn word but uh, unbreakable whatever yeah um can't I die can't <laughs> die <laughs> i was in the hospital when they had put me just on ice chips where i and i was just on ice chips and iv fluids and i like even drinking water would cause excruciating pain in my stomach and it was so hard for me to imagine ever being able to eat like a croissant again <laughs> like that seemed so far-fetched and like and like i lost like 15 pounds from like in like I think a week and a half which is insane so are you enjoying like every bite of food now oh my god I like had a croissant from the farmer's market and I'm actually think I yeah I I, I no I think I can eat croissants now I'm, <laughs> I'm still on this like diet called like a low residue diet that uh. I'm that I'm trying to follow pretty quickly but I but the first time I could eat something that seemed so you know like so far away when I was in the hospital and couldn't even process my body could like barely process water I, I was like, oh my God, thank God for me. I'm on the road to recovery. I can have a bite of croissant and it doesn't hurt. So anyway. Well, congrats on all on eating a croissant and, and getting a stronger relationship with Nick. Oh, thanks, Angie. And getting your surgery on your birthday. Yay. Yay. All right, we're going to take a quick sponsor break and then we're jumping into what's in the news. We would like to thank our sponsor, Beauty by Design. Beauty by Design is great. They have an esthetician who curates a personalized skincare routine specifically for you. So when we did it, we texted a selfie of ourselves and we texted with the person and they asked me what kind of stuff I usually use and like what my what my areas of concern are. And I was like, I don't know, like everything. <laughs> like get I'm getting, you know, like I don't want wrinkles. I want my skin tight. I don't want it to look blotchy. Like I want to look freaking glowy and perfect so help me with that right and and it was great it was kind of nice it, it felt like you know when I go to get a facial and the person really like pays attention to me is like this is what you need and I it was like I was getting this just like over text it was fantastic yeah for me I was like I want to also focus on aging and I have dry skin so they sent me like a great moisturizer but so you take a quick skin survey you snap the selfie like we said you send it to them um, and then they give you on-demand skin advice. Your esthetician curates a personalized skincare routine specifically for you. You're, um, now that's a true personalization. It is. It is a personalization. <laughs> like someone's doing it for you. It's not just like, oh, this is a bundle I'm buying on this website. It's like you've created this for me. Right. And they have over 100 products and 250 plus natural performance ingredients that are vegan, cruelty-free, and paraben-free, and sulfate-free. Those so, are important to me. Yeah. None of the bad stuff. Um, you shop the way you want. There's no obligation to try before you buy. Free shipping and uh, you get a free trial order and free returns. So this is totally risk-free. I love it. To experience the world's most personalized skincare for free, go to beautybydesign.com slash single and use promo code single today to start your free trial. No risk, only better skin rewards. We would like to thank our sponsor, Sempered. Have you ever had someone come up to you and say, you smell amazing. What perfume are you wearing? Does that happen to you a lot, Angela? Um, actually, when I, not, this is not even a plug, when I wore my Scentbird scent. What do you mean it's not even a plug? We're doing a Scentbird Well, I commercial. mean, it is by definition literally a plug, but. I, uh, I I wore like one of the Olsen twins perfumes from that I got from Scentbird and people were like, oh, it smells so good. And I was like, I know. Who knew? The Olsen I twins. I love that you got an Olsen twin 
perfume. People hate on them and like I secretly still love them. I have their book. I have some clothes by the Olsen twins, the row. And um, I'm sure their perfume is just as great. I probably would have never picked it out um, otherwise, but I was looking on the Scentbird website and I was looking for a specific scent that I like. I like like almond scented things. Oh, like I love coconut almond. scented things. Love coconut too. And the one that I got had like both of those scents. So I bought it. I love anything with Lang 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 in it. I don't know, like Y L A N G. It's like at like a lot of yoga studios, they have like oils that have that stuff. And yes, so I'm always looking for ones with that. So Mm -hmm. let's tell people what Scentbird is. So Scentbird is a luxury fragrance subscription service for perfumes and colognes. It's a way for you to discover new perfumes and colognes like I did without buying an entire bottle, just a little tiny spritz. Um, more than 450 designer brands for you to choose a perfume or cologne from each month. They have Prada, Tom Ford, Versace. They have Dolce & Gabbana, Cartier, all the good stuff. Um, so you can try the brands that you want and it's the real deal. Yep. They're really cool. And with an exclusive offer just for our listeners, you can get 50% off your first month. That is like a big hookup. That's only $7 and 50 cents for your first fragrance. Go to semper.com slash single and use our code single for 50% off your first month. Again, that's S C E N T bird.com slash single. So scent. I said that right, right? S-C-E-N-T bird.com slash single for you to try your first perfume or cologne for just $7.50. Sign on and smell amazing. All right. It's time for us to jump into what's in the news. Angela, what have you been reading about this week? Oh, I'm so excited because this week I have something written by my good friend. My friend Karen Josen wrote for Book Riot uh, uh, something titled Falling In and Out of Love with Harry Potter. And it's all about how her breakup kind of uh, destroyed her love of Harry Potter. Oh, no. I mean, that can happen if you share a love of something with a boyfriend. Yeah, And then you break up. Every time and you it's see tainted. that. Every time you see that thing, you're going to be like, oh, my God, that's a thing we used to like share and love together. Yeah. So you hope, you know. Do you watch Fleabag with Ian? I do. I watch so much television So with you can't Ian. break up with him or you're, every time you, someone brings up Fleabag, you're going to be like – You'll be like, oh my God, I can't love Fleabag. But you know what I found? And I was going to talk about this at the end of the article, but like since we're talking about it now. So like I feel like she is still fresh in her breakup. Like it happened I think six months ago. Um, And like there are so many things from past breakups that I felt like were tainted that I could like never enjoy again. And as time goes on, it really does like you kind of forget the the person, person. like that or, you shared it with, or like you don't totally forget, but it doesn't like hurt to like watch the thing. You just have like a vague memory of like, oh yeah, I used to watch it with that person, and that's, they'll like cross your mind, but it doesn't like hurt. That's so true. I used to watch Arrested Development with the boyfriend I dated right before Nick, and like he's the one that kind of introduced me to it, and I like anytime right after that, I'd be like, I'm never watching Arrested Development. And then by the time it like came back on, what is it, Netflix? I was like, I was like, oh my God, I'm not even like thinking about stupid Greg. Like it's, it's like, it's just Arrested Development. Right. But it's hard at first, especially because I think when you first go through a breakup, uh, sometimes like you kind of want to find reasons to think about the person because you're not done. Like you're not over it and you're not done thinking about them. So you're like, oh my God, like pizza. We used to eat pizza together. I can't eat pizza. You know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Also, I shouldn't have called Greg stupid. He was perfectly nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But just, really, deep down, all our exes are stupid. So. <laughs> no. um, I just don't associate Greg with Arrested Development. That's what I meant. Okay, right, so tell me right. what 
What's going on with Karen? Girl? So this is what she wrote. Um, so she wrote about this essay about how she she had connected with her ex fiance over Harry Potter, and now she's struggling to keep Harry in her life. Uh, she says her opening line to him on Tinder was something about both of them loving Seamless and Harry Potter, so it must be fate, which is a great opening line, if I must say. Yeah, I mean, that's hard when it's like the opening line. That's going to stay with it you. It wasn't just that. It was their anniversary. was Harry Potter's birthday. They talked about Harry Potter on their first date for the, to celebrate their anniversary. They went to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Okay, so she knows Harry Potter's birthday. She's like deep in this shit. Yeah, exactly. And like, this is I, like... This is something I don't I don't understand. I was, was just like, gonna say I'm not a Harry person, and I feel like I'm in the minority. No, my the, the my world. little sister and brother liked Harry Potter, but it just felt like something my younger siblings were into. But people who love it love it so deeply, which and we all have that thing that we love strongly. So like I, even though I can't relate to the Harry Potter love, I get how like you're like oh my god, like I cannot lose this thing that I've like loved since I was a kid. So they broke up, and she hasn't been able to. She literally she packed her books away. Uh, oh, she wow. can't even look at them when the movies are on TV. She can't watch them. Uh, and I kind of like how she ended it. Like she hasn't found a resolution yet. Like she's still not really comfortable. Um, like Time. watching those things but she said the only thing I can say with any certainty is that I can't allow this to be another thing that gets taken away from me because before it was ours it was mine uh, the series and everything that it has meant to me over the past 20 years of my life is not something I'm ready to give up without a fight did you tell her how the stuff that you loved with your exes you can, you love again after time um, we actually haven't really talked that much about it and maybe you gotta give her this advice should. I know I'll just be like listen to the podcast no yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about it. But I yeah. totally agree that it's a time thing and it's in the moment. It just happened not that long ago. One day she's going to take those books out and she's yeah. going to read them again. It it will take definitely a long time. I feel like it took me a long time to to like erase the memories associated with certain things, but it happens. It yeah. definitely happens. So good luck, Karen and everyone else going through a breakup. Uh, what are you reading, Laura? So I was reading our favorite, The Cut, from New York Magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, their headline was, Area Woman Enjoys Hot Girl Century. Okay. but this <laughs> Instead is, of Hot Girl Summer, it's yeah, Hot Girl Century. Exactly. Though always touching, longevity secret stories can be a little tired when asked how... Uh, so, okay. So this is about a woman that turned 107. Okay. I should have started that with that. Okay. So some centenarians, when people ask, like, how'd you live so long? A lot of centenarians bring up their healthy lifestyles or, you know, they might joke like, oh, but I had like bacon every day or loved right, my right. glass of wine. So a woman named Louise Jean Senor turned 107. And when CBS 13 asked her to divulge her longevity secret, uh, she, her answer was, do you know what it was? Guess. Was it being single? Yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah. I told you at the beginning of the podcast. It was that she stayed single. She says, I think the secret of 107 was I never got married. So that's... But did she have... She, like, dated? She yeah. She never got married? I guess. I don't know. She didn't go into details. But she just never got married. She stayed single. And she thinks that that is the key to longevity. And I guess she's not the first woman to adhere to the no marriage lifestyle that's lived for a long time. So in 2016, a woman named Emma Murano, who at that time was the world's oldest person at 117, told The Independent that she swore off men after leaving her abusive husband in 1938. And then wow. she lived to 117. Uh, someone named Gladys Go, a British woman, made it to 104, told the Daily Mail in 2011 that she didn't just shun the idea of having a husband. She never even 
bothered with boyfriends. So if you want to live past 100, you know, maybe you want to stay single. I'm just throwing it out there. It's happened. You know, those are just three women out of I don't know how many billion there are in the world. But uh, but they're breaking records with their age. They're breaking records with the age. She also had other advice that I think you will love. Okay. She also said Italian food is very good for you. No way. So stay single and eat Italian food. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't sound like a bad life. The advice of Louise Senor. I do think, though, that loneliness can... Um, kill you? Kill you. It can. Or at least kill you mentally. So like, even if you're single... I think you always have to have people around. A hundred percent. In your life. That's but, one of the big things of Blue Zones. Yeah. And you know I'm obsessed with Blue Zones. Blue Zones are these pockets around the world where people live longer than they do anywhere else. I think there's right. maybe like six or seven of them. But I went to one this summer in Greece called Ikaria. And there's lots of centenarians that live on the island. Uh, but yeah, one of exactly what you're talking about, one of the big pillars of, that have or commonality of Blue Zones is that there's very strong community ties. So you're surrounded That's by so friends. You're like always around people. You're close with your family. So yes, loneliness will truly kill you. Yeah. So, you know, if you do stay single, like Angela said, yeah, don't have, be lonely. Have lots of gal pals. All right. We're going to jump into our mailbox, but first let's take a quick sponsor break. We would like to thank our sponsor, Lola. Lola is a female founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all natural cleansing wipes. I love female-founded companies. I love all natural companies. So I am a huge fan of Lola. And, uh, you know, now I'm I'm uh, sexually active once again. There's, you know, a period after... <laughs> Mazel have, top. Thanks. You know, there's a period after you have a baby where you kind of have to hold off on that shiz. Yes. Um, and I'm getting my period again. There's also a period after you have a baby where that doesn't happen. Period. Pun intended. But uh, uh-huh. so I, I am like all about Lola. I like went online and I had paused my subscription for quite a while while I was just dating. Yeah, I right? think. Sure. I think so. Whatever. Sure, why not? Well, my baby was growing in my stomach and, um, and, and now I got my subscription going again and it's great. I don't have to like, you know, think about like, do I have tampons when my period comes? Right. It's a really pretty brilliant idea. I can't believe nobody thought of it sooner. Uh, Lola makes your month a little bit easier. Their subscription subscription service is fully customizable, so you can choose your mix of products, mix of absorbency, number of boxes, and frequency of delivery. Lola's subscription is super flexible. You can change, skip, or cancel your subscription at any time, just like Laura. You pick your products, choose from organic cotton tampons, which are available with BPA-free plastic applicator, or an environmentally non-applicator environmentally friendly non-applicator form so there's no plastic waste oh thank goodness right i have the paper ones that's what i have yeah and then they have pads and liners and um all natural cleansing wipes uh you can add a box of each or just choose whatever whatever tickles your fancy they also they have the same situation with their sex stuff you can do a subscription um they have condoms they have personal lubricant the lubricant features a mess-free one-click pump system which i am a fan of and it's a water-based formula that is hypoallergenic and made with 95 percent organic ingredients isn't that the worst when like you like have your lube and then you put some on and then you realize the whole bottle has like spilled all over your bed. Because like in the heat of the moment, you maybe like do a little square and then you like throw it somewhere in the bed. Yeah. You don't have, want to have to worry about that no. stuff, you know? Um, we're hooking it up for 40% off your first month subscription. I love that I'm like, isn't that the worst when lube gets in your bed? <laughs> and I agree with you. Okay. You know why? Because we're both Virgos. True. For... F- <laughs> 
<laughs> we like a cleanly, sexy I'm time. Say, I don't know what that has to do with anything, but uh, but sh- but yes, I every, blame everything a lot. is because we're Virgo. Yeah, I blame a lot on being a Virgo, but I think this is actually true. Yes. For 40% off your first month subscription, visit mylola.com and enter single 40 when you subscribe. That's 40% off your first month subscription. Visit mylola, M-Y-L-O-L-A.com and enter single and then the numbers four zero when you subscribe. We would like to thank our sponsor, Squarespace. Make it yourself. Easily create a website all by yourself. That is what we did when we created the This Is Why You're Single Show.com website. We were just a scrappy little sketch show. And as we have expanded our brand, so has our website expanded. So if you can think it, you can dream it, you can make it with Squarespace. That is totally true. People take us way more seriously as business ladies now that we have a beautiful Squarespace website. And that's what we do when we check out guests. We're like, okay, let's look at their website. And if it's like janky or it looks like there's a bunch of like kind of fluffer BS on it, we're like, mm-hmm. okay. Like you, you know, you have like a sleek website that you put you know, thought and time into, I'm like, okay, you care about your business. You're a legit person. Yeah. I really do think it should be one of the first steps that you take as you're like pursuing really like any field as a creative or otherwise, if you're an architect, if you're running an art gallery, if, if you want to start a record label, if you have like a venue, um, start your website first. That is step number one for people taking you seriously. They have beautiful templates created by world-class designers. They have analytics that help you grow in real time and know who's clicking on what and when. And they have 24-7 award-winning customer support to help you out if you get confused. Yep. That's all true. So go to squarespace.com slash single for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code single to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash single for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code single to get that 10% off. What do we have in the mailbox this week, Angela? Okay. First one's from an anonymous listener and they write, I've been dating this guy. Things are pretty solid. We've been dating five to six months exclusively and he has not used the L word with me. I'm wondering how long is too long before I can bring it up and have a conversation or if that is a terrible idea. I know I could say it first and see how it goes, but I really don't want to be the first one to say it. I'm so sorry to ask something you've already talked about, but if you happen to remember that, oh, she, I guess she, she said we talked about this in another episode. Yeah, but, but I don't think we've gone into like as much detail. I mean, I think we've told our stories of saying, yeah. of saying I love you, but she wanted to know like what episode we talked about it and like, I don't remember yeah. either. Okay. So we just did a whole new episode. We're for doing you. a whole episode about <laughs> it because this is a question we get a lot. We got two people that wrote in about this. So we yeah. thought we should dedicate just an entire episode to this. I'm sure we've touched on it in our 200 episodes of like when to say I love you. But to be honest, every situation is different. And yes. that's what we're going to discover on this episode. So she's been with her guy five to six months. Um, from my personal experience, Nick told me that he loved me at seven months. The thing that I'm having a struggle with here is I get it. You want the guy to say it first. It's like a very like archaic kind of – but as sad as that is, that's how I felt too. So I was like holding out and I was waiting. Um, I don't know. You've been dating five to six months. Nick said it at seven. Maybe wait till like lucky number seven. But if he doesn't say it, I, I don't love the idea of bringing it up in a conversation because that just feels kind of like like you're trying to start conflict. Like I can't, I just don't know how that conversation would go if you're like, hey, so we've been together, you know, like, why don't you love me? Or, you know, you haven't said I love you. Like, do you love me? I think like a much more kind of confident 
and positive way to do it would just be for you to say it and for you to find the right moment, whether you're having a romantic dinner or like, I don't know, Nick said it when we were taking a bath together. So like you're having a romantic moment and you're, if you're talking about how much you like each other, how much you like each other, I would just kind of, you know, take a moment and be like, hey, I don't know. What's a fake name? Bib. Bib. I was going to say Bob or like, (laughs) but like whatever. Baby Bobby. Baby. (laughs) Bib Bobby. You know, like we've been together, you know, seven months, six months, whatever. And like, I think I'm falling in love with you and then see what he says. Right. But I, but I, what I wouldn't do is like, why didn't you say it? Cause if I was the guy, I'd be like, why didn't you say it? Like, why, why do I have to say it? Also like five to six months. Like, people do start to say it around then, but it's also not crazy that he hasn't. Like, I don't think it's, like, a bad sign or anything. He really genuinely might not be ready to say it. And if you are, that's great. And you can be brave and say it first. And it might take him a little bit more time. And that makes you feel vulnerable and shitty. But I don't know. It can't control people's emotions. It depends on the person. Like, some, some guys and some women are those type of people that, like, they date for a couple months and they're like... And they're like, oh, my God, I love you. I love you, too. And maybe they've said it to every single girlfriend they've ever been with after, like, a month or two. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything if you say it that quickly. No, and you – I mean, and, and sometimes it could, like, you know, not if you say it to everyone, but maybe you do know really early. But if you know – if you want to take your time and, like, have it really mean something and and wait to say it, that's okay, too. I think it's, like, a personality thing. It's also – we're going to talk more about this later. But it's it's also how you were raised. Like, did your parents really value that word? Did they, like, throw it around? Was it a word they didn't use a lot? So now it's, like, kind of this, like, you know, rare thing you only use sparingly. Yeah. Like, like, it's a lot of history and how they grew up and, like, what that word means to them, you know? Yes, agreed. So, so take all that into consideration. Try not to take it personally, especially if you're having – such a great relationship and everything else is going good do not get hung up on this right and you want that to be a nice moment so you don't want to like tarnish it by making it a fight first exactly oh my god that would be that'd be such a shitty way to have it said all right what else we got okay next listener writes okay so i was very rudely tossed back into the dating pool a year ago after a 13 year marriage and it's been a shit show oh boy She says, my boyfriend and I have been seeing each other for five months, officially a couple for three months. He spends half of the week at my house, has met my kids, and they approve, and things seem to be going well, but he hasn't dropped the L word. I have said it to him once a few weeks ago, and he replied that he can't say that back to me because he doesn't believe in throwing that word around, but that he will eventually get there. He says he really likes me and that he believes that he will fall in love with me, but he... um, it's too but, soon. But it's too soon for him to say I love you. But he is already talking about moving in together. I'm so confused. Is this a red flag or am I wrong for already having dropped the L word uh, after months? What's the appropriate amount of time to have passed before you know you love someone? There's uh, no science to it. No. To be clear. There's no like There's algorithm. There's no perfect. But I love that both of our questions are around the five, six month mark. Yeah, that is when you start to get a little angsty where you're like, oh my God, it's been five months. He hasn't said it. What does it mean? So but these guys have actually only been like officially together for three months. Right. Yeah. That's, that's definitely true. quick. But it's also strange. She's right. It's like strange that he's already talking about moving in together. No. And if you've got kids in the mix. No. And yeah. He's you got to do things in order. Yeah. And he's not even sure he loves you. And, and, and you know. I appreciate his explanation. He didn't just, you know, pretend that she didn't say it to him. He really values this word. And he's like, look, I think I'm going to get there, but I don't take that lightly. And yeah, I can't. If somebody said, I love you to me after three months, I 
don't think I'd be able to say it back to them. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be ready. Well, maybe if it had been It would Nick. depend on, well, yeah, but the way you felt about Nick three months in versus like yeah. six months, a year. I mean, when he said it, I was like ready to say it. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I lo- I'm in love with you too. Yep. I've known it. Well, I I've said known it. it. I've known it for like four months now. We'll talk about it you know when we do our little breakdown but i said it first in my relationship oh my god which was super scary well and she said it first and she didn't get the response that she likes back but i have to say his response was like very even but what i would tell him is look they've only been official for three months and he's talking about moving in i would i think you know moving in is way more serious than saying i love you especially when you've got kids in the mix i think you need to tell him to slow his roll and it's not like a tit for tat it's not like you can move in when you tell me you love me. Do not, that is not what we're saying. And that is not the conversation you need to have. But I think you need to say like, look, I've got kids. They, they really like you. I like where things are going. Like, I do think I'm like falling in love with you. I told you that. But moving in, to me, that is really serious. Because like, if for whatever reason it doesn't work out, which I really hope it does, you know, our lives are going to be like upended if, if you've moved in. I mean, maybe don't say it in that note type of negative way but I would just say moving in is a really big deal I think we really have to slow down right that if you've got kids I would wait at least at least a year I waited a year and a half to move in with Nick which I honestly think was too soon kids in the mix like you gotta wait you gotta wait till this is like for show a thing and this is like your next husband yeah so yeah you could say to him like you need to like sort out your feelings and figure out how you really feel about me before we start talking about something so serious. Yeah. But you got to wait about the moving in. And then, and then, yeah, I would just, he told you how he felt. Like he knows how you feel about the love stuff. I would honestly just like, don't worry about it and like take a break and like see if he says it in like six months. Like, Yeah. And he sounds like a good guy. I wouldn't worry. I think it's just probably too soon for him. Yeah. If any of you listeners want your questions answered or if you have any messages you want to share, email us at contact at this is why you're single show.com. Please be concise, a paragraph or a less. Uh, you can also find all of our contact info right on our website at this is why you're single show.com. We've got a lot of stuff on there. We've got our merch. We've got our contact page where you can write in questions. Uh, we've got links to all of our podcast sponsors, a lot more. But for now, let's dive into our reason of the week. This week's reason is saying the L word. Yes, it's all about when, where how context matters. A lot of people ask like, is it too soon? Like everyone seems to get angsty around like the five month mark. Um, I had a friend that came over yesterday and she's been dating her boyfriend for like two months. And she, she was like, he's already told me he loves me. I was like, really? And she's like, yes. And he almost did it over text. And I was like, no. (laughs) And she like could tell that it was coming because he was like, I really, they were like away from each other. He was traveling and he's like, I really want to tell you something. And, and she's like, okay, like, what is it? And he was like, you know, like just about how I feel about you. And she kind of could sense. And she was like, yeah. if you're going to tell me something that you might, that, uh, that like is a big deal. I, I don't, I think you should wait till we're in person. And she, and he was like, but I, I just like, I have all these feelings. I like, just want to tell you. And she's like, I don't think you should do what I think you're going to do over text. <laughs> that was very mature of her. It was very mature. And she kept having to like say, and he's like, He's like, uh, but I have all these love feelings. And he hadn't said I love you. And she was like, she was like, you need to chill and take a break. And like, I'm going to see you tomorrow when you're back from your trip. So 
number one, when it comes to saying the L word, like don't do it over text. Even if like all of a sudden you have this epiphany and you're thinking about your person and you like want to say it, just wait. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) If you have a long distance relationship, like sure, you can do it over like, you know, FaceTime, but like don't do it over text if you're going to like see the person in a week. Um, I think like, you know, context matters. You can't do this kind of stuff too soon either you know like get you you hopefully will be able to like vibe if the person feels the way you do too a little bit right yeah I also think like I have a friend who she was messaging me and like right after a first date she was like I love him I know I love him and I was like this is bad this is such a bad sign that's lust and then you know like three dates in she was like he loves me too and then I was like out of curiosity when was his last relationship and she was like like four months ago (laughs) I was like all right this is, I really don't feel good about this. No. And, and of course sure he didn't enough, laugh. he came on super strong and then he started backing off and love bombed her. That's the thing. Um, and I feel like people that say it that quickly, that's why I never trust them. No, you can't because what it is, is it's, it's, you're lusting over someone. You're really excited about them. When you, when you like somebody at the beginning and you have a big crush on them, like it kind of feels the way love does a little bit, but it's lust and it's like really confusing feeling because you oh my God, they're all that you think about and you're just like staring at your phone, like hoping they text. And right. Like, oh my God, I love them. I love them. They're like perfect, but you don't actually know all their flaws. You don't really know who they are. And, and it's different. You can't say it that soon because you don't actually know their full person. Like loving someone yes. is loving somebody's, you know, best qualities and worst qualities. I and- definitely don't believe that you can be in love with somebody until you've had a fight with them. <laughs> because I like that I like that rule you need to like learn how people fight yeah and you need to feel what it feels like to be like real with them and 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 actually like hate their guts for a hot second exactly and if you can come back from that then yes and do you still love love them when you hate their guts do you know right like it's got to be somewhere deep down still even if it's really hard to find exactly uh, and I have a note to say on just saying important things in general. So I was getting my hair done the mm-hmm. other day and my hairdresser was telling me a story about this like new guy that she's dating and she's like, he's not my boyfriend. Like it's only been a couple months, but ugh, it's so awkward because he like wants to be official. And I was like, well, how do you know? She's like, so we were at my friend's engagement party and he has mutual friends. So he was there too. And some like one of our, you know, nosy friends came up and we're like, so are you guys dating? Like, what are you guys? Oh God. You know how people sometimes like they think they're helping yeah, by like, yeah. oh, I'm going to break the ice and just like put them on the spot when like they're not helping. They're just being assholes. Yeah. So they came up to her and were like, so what are you guys? You're like dating. What are you? And she's like, oh, uh, I, uh, I don't know. Like we're like hanging. And the guy like who clearly thought they were like official was just really taken back at how uh, like stuttering and caught right. off guard she was. And when that, that dumb person left, uh, you know, he was like, what? He was like, you know, we're not official. Like, yeah, like visibly upset. Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, no, like, I really like you. I'm just, you know, I want to take things slow. And, and he, and he was like, I just, you know, guys don't like it. You know, guys don't like rejection. And I feel really rejected right now. And (laughs) and she's like, no, like, I do like you. I'm like, not trying to reject you. I'm just like, not really ready. Guys don't like rejection. Girls love rejection. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, I, anyways, my whole point was like, this was such a bad conversation to have at an engagement party because yeah. it's so loaded because you're dealing with people that are like getting married that have decided they want to be with each other for the rest of their lives. And, you know, people can decide that without getting married, but 
whatever. But right. But this is a party celebrating that decision. Exactly. And so, and you're talking about like the what are we conversation after, after, you know, two months. Right. She wasn't ready to have that conversation. It's also not even a conversation that they initiated with each other. It was like unexpectedly brought up by a third party. Which yeah, that didn't makes help. it even worse. But I guess my point is like if you're at a wedding or something and yeah. you're and you've been dating for like a few months and you really want to say it, like that's maybe not the right time. Don't don't like have that conversation at like a loaded place. I agree. And like surrounding like a loaded you know, situation where like love is on the, like, you don't want to have that fight on Valentine's day, you know, like these, yeah. these kinds of things, like try to have it when you guys are on like a really nice date or just mm-hmm. things are going well, but it's not loaded. I agree with that. Uh, any other, any other tips that you have from your personal experience of saying you, Oh, you said it first. I said it first. Yeah. And I, I did the whole thing where I said to Ian, like, um, I'm going to say something to you and you don't have to say it back. I want you to say it when you're ready. And I told him I loved him. And he was like, okay, thank you for that. And then oh, he'd say it back. Oh, my God. But, and then, and then we, got into, we maybe, didn't get into a fight. Maybe he didn't say it because you said, like, I don't need you to that say it back. That is why. Because this is this goes back to, like, when Ian and I first started talking on OK Cupid, And I said to him, I'm really busy right now. So he disappeared for a month. And I was like, he, I, so he just takes directions. Very literally. Too literally. <laughs> so then, like, eventually, like, I think maybe a week later, not even, he wound up saying it back. But he was like, I just, I thought you didn't want me to say it in that moment. I thought you wanted me to say it when I, like, like, not to just say it back as a reflex, but, like, to say it, like, when I wanted to. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, well, it wasn't that cute at the time. But sure, it's cute now. <laughs> <laughs> Ian's such a good, it's such a good little puppy dog taking, uh-huh. taking directions. But I do have to say, like... Uh, and I said that around the six month mark too, classic. Um, but like that was about when I was ready to say it. But I definitely think my feelings have evolved so much. Like that in retrospect, like that was so early on. And yeah. I actually am like, wow, it's crazy that even though that's like the average time when people say it, it is kind of crazy because you don't even, you learn so much about a person in the next six months when you're together for a year. For sure. So like the way I loved Ian that day is definitely different than the way I loved him going forward. So I feel like you have to keep that in mind if you're feeling like saying it even earlier than that. Like your don't. feelings are going to evolve. Yeah. Hopefully for the better. But, but I they're going to change. Don't, yeah. I would say, I guess from our personal experience, you know, there can be exceptions to every rule. But mm-hmm. I would say like around the six six month mark, six to eight months. Cause you know, Nick said it at seven. Uh, but a lot of different things matter. Like what age you're at, where you're at in life. Yeah. Like maybe you're going to say it sooner. If you're like, you know, older, you're in your fifties or sixties and you're dating and you know, I, I don't know. Or if you're deciding to be long distance with somebody, you know, maybe you're okay. You're like, if we're going to make that commitment we're going to be like flying across the country to see each other at like four months or five months, like maybe you would do that if you think this is love, you know? Yeah. And like our, our one listener that wrote in, she has kids. Like she definitely doesn't have time to, to F like around, yeah. F around. Like she's looking for something serious. So I get why she's on the lookout for that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, context does matter. And on that note, it is time for our Reason of the Week Breakdown. There is so much buildup around saying the L word, love. I'm going to test Angela's movie knowledge by reading I Love You quotes from famous films, and she has to guess the film. Shout out to Refinery29 for finding a lot of these for me. Are you ready, Angela? I'm so ready. Okay. The quote, I love you. Not like they told you love is, and I didn't know this either, but love don't make things nice. It ruins everything. It breaks your heart. It makes things a mess. 
we aren't here to make things perfect. The snowflakes are perfect. The stars are perfect. Not us. Not us. Is that Moonstruck? You're insane. Moonstruck is my favorite. Well, actually, yeah, I would say it's my favorite. My favorite rom-com for sure and maybe my favorite movie of all time. I mean, I, I knew you were a Cher fan, so I like, I somehow like knew you might get that, but... I love a good rom-com. You didn't even need a hint, so I'm like blown away. It's Nicolas Cage when he's like... Yeah. He's like all... He's all riled up. They go to the opera. I love you. <laughs> okay, next up. I'm... I'm also just a girl standing in front of boy of a boy. Oh my god, let me do this again because I want to ruin this quote. <laughs> I think I already know it, but I'm also just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her. Notting Hill. Yes, a good one. Yeah. Okay. Next up, what I'm trying to say is I've loved you since I was 11, and that shit won't go away. Oh, I don't think I know this one. I think I need a hint. Um, basketball. Is it love and basketball? <laughs> That was a really good hint. Thank you. Thanks. I just didn't know if you'd seen that movie, so I was like, I'm going to give you a good hint. Um, okay. I have not. Oh, okay. There you go. All right. Next up. I want to tell you with my remaining strength that I love you. I always have. I'll drift next to you every day as a ghost just to be with you. Oh my God. So sad. I know that this is not it. It's not Titanic because Jack just like dies without them talking about it, right? So I don't know. Yeah, it's not Titanic. Maybe what's another movie where people die? There's like a whole string of like sickly teenager love stories. Um, okay, this is from okay, the the hint I'll give you is it's about like 19th century uh the queen king dynasty in China. <laughs> king with a Q, queen okay. dynasty in China. Uh you would think that would help, but it does not. I give up. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Okay. 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 The quote. The only way you can beat my crazy was by doing something crazy yourself. Thank you. I love you. I knew it the minute I met you. I'm sorry it took so long for me to catch up. I just got stuck. Is that Wedding Crashers? No. What is it? Silver Linings Playbook. Oh, yes. Yes. I know. I knew that was going to kill you when you found the one. Okay. All right. Last one. I am in love with you. And I know that love is just a shout into the void and that oblivion is inevitable and that we're all doomed and that one day all of our labors will be returned to dust. And I know that the sun will swallow the only earth we will ever have. And I am in love with you. Oh, my God. I don't know. Shailene Woodley is in this. Oh, this is that's like a teenager movie, right? Is it? What is it called? Like the something, like the now, the everlasting now, the, the spectacular. Oh, the fault in our stars. You you knew what it was. I'm yes. because like you were describing it. I was just turning into one of those like rom com generators. Yeah, exactly. Like I was just throwing words out there that could be a rom com <laughs> title. <laughs> if anyone's having trouble coming up with the title of a rom com, they've written just call Angela. Yeah, I can I can whip one up for you. You did a great job. Thanks. Barely needed any hints. I think I got like a 50%. No, better than that. Uh, well, guys, we hope we have cleared up this week's reason because that is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and we've got our audiobook on Audible, and Angela and I read the audiobook 
we each do different chapters. It's such a treat. It really is. I mean, if you guys haven't, if you guys listen to our podcast and haven't listened to our book or read our book, that's crazy to me because it's our personality like synthesized right in, into like a book form. You can already stomach our voices. So yeah. you're like halfway there. Yeah. You, you, I mean, you got to like listen or read our book. It's like, it's all of our information and it's pretty short. It's like a short read. You can read it in one day. Yeah. Anyway. Read our book or listen to our book. Um, you can also get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors for a full list of sponsors and the codes. Check out our podcast page on thisiswhyoursingleshow.com. We are also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Your Single Show. Please like and subscribe on iTunes. And thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. That was a headgum podcast.